0: 20 years, and she did five shows a week That's 260, 60, which would be 2,000, that would be 5,000 shows.
1: And they had um, half-hour shows for a while. When yeah. they did the half-hour shows, were they
0: on... They, that was just strictly once a week, but that was two years. Two years. Yeah, they, I think they started 31 and they went off officially in 53.
1: So, it's possible. Well, that, you're right, that would have been about 5,000 shows. I do not think 5,000 shows exist. No, nope. we, we do not have 5,000 shows. Oh, he
2: didn't say they existed. He said they, that's how many they did.
1: Well, that sounds right. Uh, you know, when you said 5,000, I thought, wait, wait, but at five a week? Sure. And they kept
0: in the south. They kept syndicating those into the 60s, 70s. So um, new generations like. Donnie Pickford, no people got to, to still enjoy it. uh uh-huh. And I think I've on the website, the University of Arkansas campus still runs from today. Yeah, I think Johnny said that. Yeah.
1: Okay, so here's,
2: here's another trivia question for you guys.
1: Uh, is this for me or for Walden?
2: Um... You can work cooperatively.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Walden, well, are you ready? I'm ready. He's going to ask you a question. <laughs> 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 what is the question, sir?
2: How many Johnny Dollar shows were done? Oh, my goodness. He, he did them like there were th- yeah, every I- day for a week. He
0: did, he did that so, for.
2: Uh, there were five a week.
0: He did that for one year. There were 13 years total. So 12 years have been uh, 52 if it was the whole season so 600 uh, so I would say maximum between 800 and 700 shows Wow
1: a lot you know but of course it wasn't all um, it wasn't all about We had
2: but it uh, actually
1: we actually people to-
2: complain about the different actors um, I think they, they all did a good
1: job. They all do a good job. There were, there were a couple who, like Edmund O'Brien, was quite different uh, before this. And the, the show continued to evolve. But Edmund O'Brien had um, a less lovable personality. That's true.
0: I, I think it's amazing that this series, that the most popular Johnny Dollar is the fourth one in the run.
1: Right. And and that it really is. You know, the, the show... It did go through an evolution. Sure did. Um, and I, it, it kept on going. It wasn't like it just started and there were different people playing the same role. Each person who came to the role brought a different spin to it.
0: And I told you that CBS kept it going because they didn't always have sponsors.
1: Uh-huh. And there were different writers, too, probably,
0: uh-huh. right? Well, there were, especially in the early days. Then, then the director, Jay Johnstone. Mm-hmm. um who directed the Bob Barry he wrote those pretty much and then under different names he kept writing the series when he went back to new york
1: oh that little
0: rap yeah oh he
1: why did he? He changed
3: his
0: name uh okay i think they just they just wanted to see if it i, I don't remember all the technical reason mm-hmm. but he 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 had to submit some under two three different names some of them was his wife maiden names and things like that so,
1: if, if if he were trying to keep other shows or other producers from knowing that he was doing more than one show,
0: I wonder if it, I wonder if it, if it was something to do with the CBS policy. I don't know. Maybe they.
1: But it, was he write it, were the shows he wrote for different networks?
0: No, uh, he would write Johnny Dollar series. He'd be directed by Jack Johnstone, written by John Dawson. John Dawson was one of his pseudonym. Ah, okay, I'm
1: sorry, I misunderstood. And
0: then when, 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 the series went, when he stopped directing the series, mm-hmm. he was still writing the episodes. So he, his handprint on that show is major. Um, his brother was the shadow, Bill Johnstone. Bill
1: Johnstone, yeah.
0: And uh, he was one of the early days uh, directed... Buck Rogers and uh, he also directed *The Sixth Shooter* with Jimmy Stewart. Uh-huh. Uh, and he had a major, um, uh, major impact upon Johnny Dollar because of his writing style and sure. his directing. Sure. And he was an unusual director because he did not direct in the booth. He would wear headsets and go and stand among the actors and point to them directly.
1: How interesting. Is that like an orchestra? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: he, I would think, and I, I can't know this. I mean, what I know about radio is... But I would think that that would actually be easier on the actors because they would not have to look up.
0: I think he felt like if, if they were running long, running short, it would be easier for him to get the actors' attention. I think
1: that's what I... I didn't say it quite correctly, but having someone in front of you and paying... It's easier to pay attention to someone in front of you without losing your place on the script... Right. ...as opposed to looking up into a booth... Right. ...and taking directions and then having to lower your eyes and go back to the script. I mean, you can't, can't stand with the script, you know, looking up yeah. at, the, at the ceiling with the script overhead... So I'll bet that made a difference. I wonder why other directors didn't do that. They all had a different
0: style. Um,
1: I know Norman Corwin was a booth person and an right. arm waver. Right. Um,
0: he had others who uh, were very testy, like Art Schober. He was a very um, rambunctious director.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And Lou Mill, he, he would, people would recognize the name Lou Mill. Have you ever heard the... Um, the show Crime Classic, he's the one that played the host, oh, uh, Thomas Highland. yes. He and Lou, he and October, got into a fight just before a broadcast. Oh, okay.
1: can And Lou was a
0: big guy, so he picked him up by the by, shirt, by collar and laid him up in and, 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 and the, <laughs> the the conversation. And uh, another rambunctious guy who directed the big show too, but being uh, Ding Engelbach, he was so. Um, hyper, mm-hmm. when he threw cues, mm-hmm. he broke his finger because he threw, he threw a cue and he forgot there the glass window with the booth. Oh, <laughs> I do
1: that. I mean, he just, he just lost it. Uh-huh. It, it, he, he hyper-focused. Yes. His Bam! Focus. He, he didn't, um, it wasn't that he was hyper, he hyper-focused mm-hmm. so that he was so concentrated on what was going on in front of him and in his ears that he lost the visuals all around him. Yep. Interesting. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How interesting. Well, okay, sir. The saint. I will put the saint in either your envelope or a new envelope, depending on what I did with the one that has cloak and dagger and escape in it. Well, I just
2: If you don't, if you don't find it there, don't worry, because like I said, I haven't been out to the box in a couple of days since.
1: I'm not going to worry because. I just
2: don't. I just don't like sliding around on the snow.
1: I don't don't blame you, but if if it's not here, it's there. Because I went to the post office the other day, and I I showed up with a bag full of envelopes, which is what I typically do when I go to the post office. They look at me and say, and I I had to fuss with them again, Walden, and if somebody I had trained, I know I told you this the other day, but I'm telling you, you know, I, I put Walden, or, not Walden, Kurt, out in California flagged it for me that when you send CDs, um, you know, just anything that that is audio material.
0: You can mail it to the blind for
1: free. I can put on the envelope free matter to the blind, and they argue with me all the time, and the question is, well, how do we know <laughs> <laughs> I say, well, you don't. <laughs> the, the carrier on the other end, and she was happy with that. Well, okay, the carrier would know that it was a legitimate label, but um, she she didn't know what to do with it. And again, I mean, this is somebody I've done two or three times with. And I said, go to page two on your computer. It's about halfway down. <laughs> you know? And they argue with me and say, well, you're not a library. You're not you're not a repository for for the blind. And, you know, one of them was so irascible one day, I said, well, just go to your website, please, (laughs) and that that solved the problem. But so anyway, that's why I, I pack my little bag and I go to the post office. So if yours was not in there, it will be shortly because they were finished. And I've got the saint. I've got a new collection of the saint. I think you'll be pleased with this. The sound quality is excellent. So we will do that. Okay. And one other item. Oh, dear.
2: Um, well, I can stop now if you want.
1: <laughs> All right. You've already started. Go ahead. I'm braced. Um, Don't encourage him. Friend,
2: the friend I, I chat with on the Internet
1: uh-huh.
2: um, in Germany, uh-huh. she lives in Cologne. And uh, she's right there where that bomb you were talking oh,
1: about. Wow. Oh, no uh, kidding.
2: And it's not just one.
1: No, there were five of them. There were four in a cluster and a fifth one a, while, a, a bit away.
2: Yeah, and uh, actually she was, she, she was quite excited about it for a while. Um,
1: if she's near it. She got evacuated, didn't she? Uh,
2: she's not that near. But uh, a, a big hunk of uh, the place near where she lives, uh, got evacuated. Her number was more like 30,000 than 45,000, but um, she goes, you're from America. How many of those are there in the river? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, I'm from America, I wasn't even born then. And uh, and we talked about that for a little bit, and, I, and I, I did point out to her that where I used to live in San Diego, um,
1: Oh, big time.
2: in Tierra Santa, um, <laughs> that used to be an artillery practice range
1: right. in, court,
2: in World War II. Right. And uh, even now, they're there's still digging up munitions. You know, each each year yeah. after the winter when that's you know when it rains yeah. um, they dig that stuff up all the time and those munitions are still live
1: I know I, I mean this thing has been underwater for 70 years uh, and
2: but they're still live and that's why I wanted to bring it up for your other listeners who might not think so mm-hmm. because when I lived there there were people who would go out and walk in the canyons and pick the stuff up and put them on their fireplace mantle okay. as souvenirs.
1: hmm
2: And they're dangerous.
1: Yep, they are so.
2: Don't touch the damn things. Yep. Call, call your local policeman and show them where they are. Put a marker or something up so you can find it again. And have a professional come out and get them. Yep.
1: I will, I will tell you a World War I grenade story when we one night when, uh, when we're looking for World War II uh, stories. I've, it's actually World War I. So. Okay, The Saint. You have The Saint, sir. Yes, ma'am. we will be coming along. If I can easily locate it, I might have it set aside somewhere. Would you like the show, the Johnny Dollar show that has Vincent Price in it?
2: That would be cool. I never heard that.
1: It's really a fun one. It, it's one of the later shows, and a couple of times they lined up known people, you know, people, brand, I call them brand name people, highly recognizable, and Vincent Price played himself as an art collector, and indeed he was an art collector, and he had, uh, he was in France, Walden? Um. I think it was France. Yeah. Um, And he had a piece of artwork stolen from his collection and he called Johnny Dollar to come on and find the stolen piece. (laughs) That would be great. Well, it was really great and they had such a super interaction and he had, they used his real name and and he called him Mr. Price. His mission was to find the piece of artwork and he couldn't call the police because, and Walden has this line down perfectly. uh, He had acquired it
0: by unusual means.
1: Uh, By unusual means. In other words, he bought it from a back alley seller (laughs) (laughs) who had had stolen it. So it it was a purchased piece of stolen property. So he couldn't go to the police. He couldn't report it to the insurance company. He couldn't even insure it. So he needed somebody to find the painting.
2: I understand. It's what Broadway would call off the back of the truck. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: perfect. <laughs> but I think it's fun that Benson Price would be willing to lend his, his name to an interesting good old.
1: Yes, and it sounded like both of them were having great fun oh, yeah. with this. But I, I'll have to pay attention to which other actors. I and mean, from what I've read, there were a couple of them that were—I mean, they weren't similar shows, but they were set up in a similar way where the people actually played themselves and fit into the profile of the Johnny Dollar show. So it was really a lot of fun. So I will—I will pull it out. I know I pulled it out and gave it a special name. And if I still have it separated and segregated, then I'll make sure it's in the collection. Okay. They did that with Polly Bear. Don't
2: work work too hard, though. You work so hard, Patricia.
0: I know she does. She Uh, does work hard.
1: Would you tell it to Fred, please? He's always sending me on missions. <laughs> awful, it's awful. I almost, I'm, I'm scared to death to ask him what he would like. It, it just, he comes up with the most esoteric things on radio. Thanks. And I've been pretty good about it. But you know, once in a while he'll ask for a collection. Well, I'd like as many World War II items of this, not a show but individual shows that have a common theme. (laughs) Oh, man. Unreal. Okay. I do thank you, and um, the saint will show my appreciation.
2: Yeah. And one last thumbs up for Toys for Tots, and then good night.
1: Oh, good. I'm I'm really glad that, uh, that you were pleased with what he had to say. And impressed. And impressed, yes. Ura. Good night. Good night, good night, All right. I learned what Ura is. Ooh-ah. But I'm not going to get a Mark Harmon
0: photo. 714-545. I guess I don't have to say the rest of the numbers, Carl. I don't think so. You're there. Hello there. Yeah, it's Kurt. Hello,
4: Kurt. With Kurt? hi. Hello. Not too many the waters, but... Just uh, yeah, further clarification
0: pretty, 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 pretty muddy anyway, but that's okay. I,
4: I know, especially with all the wind and all the other stuff. That's true. Um actually it, it's it's free matter for the blind. Yeah. So you can actually send all manner of stuff to the blind for free.
1: Oh, oh, oh. So it's not only audio. It's right, so no, if, I think it
4: both be media well no not necessarily not because there are products that that you can send like like um like you know players and stuff like that oh but it has it's no a lot of products for the blind can be sent free matter for the blind
1: and what i was going to say is that it's media
4: not even just media
1: well, by golly, I thought that when I went to the post office site, it specified media. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, now that's real curious, because you know. That's I mean, not, well, I that's
1: really, been my I think yeah. I really mean. I think I'll go back. Yeah, and-
4: I yeah, I, I would be interested because I know that that um, some of the organizations, like when you order something, you know, they'll they will actually send it free matter for the blind. And yeah, a lot of times it's media, it's it's media related. Mm-hmm. But I know you can send like braille writers for free.
1: Oh, that's media-related.
4: Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what the what the real cutoff is. Anyway, I was wondering, Walden, do you happen to remember uh, how well we did last year as opposed to this year? I this
1: think,
0: auction? I think to, last year I'm thinking we did $4,600. Hmm. Uh, okay.
1: But Somebody somebody made a, a bulk, I say a bulk, a, um, a bolus contribution at the end, but the actual auction itself... Was about the same. Uh, th- it would have been 36 or 3700, and this year you said it was
0: 3700? It was 3791. Then I saw a mention on the website 4300, so I wonder if somebody oh. donated an extra 500. dollars
1: Yeah, they were contributions. And
0: then I last year we were very blessed to have a 1500 dollars com- uh, donation on top of the auction. Okay. And um. Kim is just ecstatic uh, that it, that we have enough money to keep it going for another year.
4: Well, I I was I think that and I I mean I, I hate to to add to Patricia's load, but I think that that the uh, the CDs that we um, gave to the auction this year uh, did make a, a very definite difference.
0: It did. Kim talked about that several times with me off air that. Patricia's contribution and the family contribution was well appreciated because traditionally she gets over 400 items to bundle, and we were down to about 260. Right. And, uh, you know, that way she looked through the lot, they were a little thinner than normal. Right. But um, it all worked extra, out.
1: It, it made it extra important to have items to bundle and two packages, so yeah.
4: you're right. Yeah. And by the way, um, somebody was talking about, uh, about Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think you will find that most of the family members are not on Facebook either.
1: Oh, really? No, I'm not. How about that? Who is up there, Walden? You communicate with uh, people. I know Lucy in New
0: Lucy's there. I'm here. John and Roy Gaffman are there. Um, Bill and Kim Bragg. Uh,
4: well, a lot of the family members.
0: It, it, I, I would say it's a fifty-fifty. I I bet you of our family member. I bet there's probably no more than thirty percent is probably on Facebook. Yeah.
1: I have. I'd be surprised at that. I
0: have um. I have about 130 friends online. from school to every place else. Yeah. But a book. A bulk, I would say at least half of radio-related, but it's, it's not necessarily because of, uh,
1: well, it, it, it's... Your homework assignment is to go through every name on the list and find out how many of our family members are... <laughs> I
0: would say no more than five or six.
1: Oh, no, it's not. I would say you must count.
0: Oh. 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 Are you going to help me?
1: No, because then I'd have to sign up. No,
0: no, no. I just, just read off the names to you.
1: Oh, I could do that. Yeah. Well, you know, you would recognize me. <laughs> You
4: have to re- Yeah, I would think, I, I would actually, would think.
1: Well, there's some name, Patricia's, Patricia, Patricia,
0: really we see everybody's last name. I don't always see everybody's last name.
4: Yeah, that's true. And most people, you don't necessarily, you, you mostly know their first name. I know,
0: I know that yeah. Patricia, Patricia has everybody's social security number, <laughs> yeah. uh, driver's I, license, and. Oh,
1: don't i that, people will <laughs> be afraid. I do not have that stuff. I do not ask for that stuff. Now, there's another, there's another tidbit in here to consider, is that all of you who call in from our family, you're only a part of our family of listeners. So right. I don't know how many people...
0: And I do have, I do have, uh, I, I do get group of people who just listen. Who, who are just listeners? Yes, just listeners. Kevin I um, think. We, we do have a large number of people who record us mm-hmm. and listen to us on tape delay. For example, of uh, one of our good friends is Bruce Forsberg from San Diego. Uh-huh. Uh, he cannot um, participate because he's helping out his mom and dad on the weekend, but he'll record it, and then I will get notes during the middle of the week when he's listening he'll uh, you know, say, well, so and so, so and so, you know. Uh-huh. And I, I, because the show is longer than 90 minutes, I I have seen over the years many people just set up their recorders and just yeah. listen to us later.
1: Thank
0: you, Bruce. Hi. Yes. Hey, Bruce. It was very nice, Bruce, that you donated know, three external hard drives and people got to buy those. And they got to hear... Patricia's handiwork for the last year and a half herself. So. That's very nice. Yeah, I,
4: you know, like I said before, you know, the thing, the one thing that I think that, that she does so well is she she has, she does the interviews in a especially insightful way and I think it's, I think it's very cool. Thank you. He was pretty cool. You know. You know, if
0: if if Patricia and I ever got in a fight, I think the family would stay on her side, because they will say, well, you're in the wrong, because they love Patricia that much.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I think they'd leave all, both of us. <laughs> I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to tune in to hear us fight, although we would do a really good job, because we're word people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd beat each other up with words.
4: <laughs> I suppose if yeah, I suppose if you have to do it, the more articulate it is, the bit. Yeah, but
1: yeah, right, you now right. but no, but I'm just thinking, we got
0: in a fight, we weren't gonna talk to each other. It'd be hard to do a show when we're not talking to each other. Yes, back
4: that's, forth. that's true. Yeah. How are you doing this week? Um, uh, well, I'm doing a little better. I go. Um, I'm still, I'm still having you know bits of the cold and stuff, and I go. To see the doctor, to hear about my numbers, uh, but I start my new chemo on Tuesday at the same dose, so...
0: You sound a lot better, though. Oh, coach. I do.
4: I mean, I'm, I'm much better than I was. Yeah. Goodness, eat- The Santa Anas and stuff really make it, you know, they kind of...
0: My mom is sicker than a dog, and she normally doesn't have any uh thing but the sand and the condition we're going through right now
4: they accentuate the yeah. symptoms and and
0: yeah
1: m- and that was one of my questions written down here how are you guys doing and what kind of winds are you getting I'm Well,
0: and frank I'm, she and bobby been out of electricity for three days
1: oh wow it's really
4: bad yeah. i mean those it, are the people that i'm really because
1: houses destroyed and residential trailers overturned this is hurricane force stuff you're dealing with you know, but
0: Kurt, you've you lived out here all your life, and I've lived out here all my life. I think the San Andes were a lot worse 30 years ago than they are today.
2: No. And, well,
0: And I think yeah. the reason why, this is just a theory, and we know all theories are correct.
4: Yes.
2: Um,
0: because we have a lot more buildings today that it blocked uh-huh. the, the wind from the desert. So maybe we don't feel them as much today than we did oh. 30 years ago
1: although it now New York City of course is a whole lot different from mountain living and buildings in <coughs> excuse me in, in the kinds of clusters you get there but in New York it forms tunnels so that when the air has an outlet it's like going through a dam break the the wind velocity is actually higher than if you were outside the city limits mm-hmm because it, it's confined and it gets pushed through uh, um, like a canal a
4: smaller area yeah, yeah. well actually Walden I, I have a feeling okay or at least I have the feeling that that yeah you are correct that, that there seem I mean not with these 100 mile an hour those no, are is, obviously very
0: unusual
4: but unusual but but you're right it seemed to me when we were growing up that we that the times when we'd have winds of 55, 65 miles an hour did seem to be more more likely than they are. Well,
0: these. I, you know, because I grew up here, I could always count, because Patricia, we, so California generally, we went, we went, the first day of school was always after Labor Day <laughs> here in California. And who knows why the school district could always So that. where the first two weeks was always the Santa Ana condition, it was just hot and dry. And actually, you know, the school had, you know, conditioning, yeah, conditioning, and everything. So you were just miserable as a kid yeah. because of the first two weeks. But now you don't really see the sand and the condition in September anymore.
4: Right, and um. But I, I don't have a reason for that. I, I don't, don't either.
0: And we used. I remember as a kid, I used to see tumbleweeds and everything from the desert would be blown in to the cities, and you don't really see that.
4: Well, no, but but that I think is because you know. Everything is much more built up. Yep. There's not places, uh, places for them to grow. Yeah.
1: Now you've had some ferocious wildfires out there, mm-hmm. and they've cleared. The fires have cleared off entire sections of mountains. Has that made a difference in having in, in the way the winds are arriving? Honey, what more people
0: are scared about with that, or the mudslide if we ever get, get
4: rain? Well, I, w- I was thinking strictly about the winds. Because no. Well, I'm not, no, I, I don't, not that I, well, of course, we're not in, neither he or I are in areas where what what the mountains do affect us because we're a long way away from yeah. that. So, but
0: we're probably about three hours drive.
4: Knowledge, to my knowledge, there hasn't been, there seems to be no change. If, even if the mountain is cleared off by the by the fire.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it would have seemed... uh, On first pass, it would have seemed that the trees would have reduced the velocity of the winds, but these winds just roll over everything. I don't think the trees would be tall enough to make a difference, would they?
4: No, and the weird thing to me is um, how you have snow in, in Arrowhead, in Lake Arrowhead, up in the mountains, at, you know, seven or 8,000 feet. That's
0: no big bear, everybody. It's just, right. just like you need a, a geographical location. And,
4: but, but the winds below that and the winds that we get are, you know, extremely dry. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is kind of the weird thing, you know, is to have winds that are, that are with snow in them and then so close to that is our winds that are dry and are sent down the mountains by compression heating and then ending up at Santa Ana's. So that's the kind of part that's weird to me. These winds are coming off the desert, is that correct? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, of course, the snow in the mountains. Well, the... Where are are these snow-capped mountains in relation to the desert?
4: Well, they're
1: still...
0: If you think about it, these would be the mountain ranges that separate California and Colorado, uh, Arizona. And the deserts would be on the left-hand side of the mountain range. So the winds...
1: On
4: which direction you're
0: standing. Yeah. But
4: the winds are basically carried up over the mountains, and, I mean, then, and then which squeezes out the last bit of moisture that they have.
0: Yeah. Generally, the Santa Ana, if we come north to south or south to north... Uh-huh. Now, for the, the the when we get rain and wind, they come from east to west from the Pacific Ocean, and that's what carries snow and things into the mountains, so it's a different current. But if
1: it's coming off the desert, the Santa Anas can't go north...
4: And south, they have to go from east are n- usually northwest winds, mm-hmm. but in the winter time, and it's still kind of weird. Even though these are northeast winds, which are Santa Ana winds, the weather is still relatively cool, and you're not getting the heating that you usually get with Santa Ana's. So. Because it's still in the 60s in the daytime here, where usually in Santa Ana's you go up into the 80s. And yes,
1: yes, yes. I, I was so surprised. See, not ever having spent time in California, I mean, you know, fly in, have lunch, fly out. Uh, that was the extent of my time. And it happened to be a very good fly in for lunch type thing because it was spurred back. But... Not being exposed to that, on the East Coast, we hear, well, the Santa and the the winds are coming, and you can hear the woo, -woo, that it it makes a -hmm. constant wooing sound. I mean, I guess woo is is the best word. I always thought they were like 20 or 30 miles an hour, and it was just kind of steady stuff that blew through the trees and the brush, and that's what made I had no idea that these things whipped through at those speeds.
0: Yeah, well, generally, they're always in the 50 to 60 miles per hour, and that's what caused trouble with fires, Okay, fires, the fires sure. jump.
1: <laughs> because it's, well, it's, it's all... Dry to begin yes. with, so all you need is a spark, and then the wind just picks it
0: up and carries it everywhere. See, in the early 80s, we had some terrible, um, in my area, in Anaheim, close to Disney, uh, we had some terrible roof fires because we didn't have the fire retarding singles. They had, uh-huh. still had wood singles. So when Santa blows and some fire, it went from roof to roof to roof.
1: And that meant burned down, uh-huh. burn down. Yeah.
0: And so, I had a friend down in San Diego, uh, the Santa Fire, she lives like in a who lives in a very rural area of San Diego, where, you know, you got all the shrubs and things, and when fire broke out, it got up, right up to her house. Ow. Oh yeah, and, and her mother and her folks home was in the same area, and her, and her, her in-laws were all in the same areas, but, you know. So they had to wind up living in the RV for a while. Wow. You know, so... But that is scary. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, everybody in every part of the country has something to contend with. But fire, uh, uh, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. You cannot hide from a fire. Yeah. And they they had to leave
0: at 2 in the morning. You know, once they got the word and it started to get the thing out, they had to get back and get re- re- You don't
1: get an awful lot of notice. You can see a fire yeah. way on the other side, and
4: before you finish packing a suitcase, it's in your backyard. Well, I, I, I hope that, that Frank is not in imminent need of um, electrical devices. No, they,
0: they, uh, they were able to take care of that. Um, the biggest issue they're having, the movie star Elizabeth Scott yes. lives across the street. Mm. and she's been calling them every so while, I am trapped in my
4: house! Oh gee. Oh gee. <laughs> um, well for me, I know that because I have uh, sleep apnea. Uh
1: huh.
4: Oh boy. So I have one of those apnea machines. Right. On the C-tab. Yeah, my, and uh, so...
0: I remember my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom, have emphysema, and I remember when she was hooked on oxygen, Especially when out the early ones on the list, so they could always hook up generators or things like that. So hopefully, people who are in need, yeah, you're on the list, folks, yeah. that you can get taken That's- care of.
4: Well, I know uh, a few years ago we had a, uh, a thunderstorm and the, and the lightning struck a, a local transformer. And, uh, and, of course, and blew it up. And we were only out of, out of, you know, without power for two days. But, I mean, you know, but it was in the middle of the summer and it was, I mean, you know.
0: I, I've been fortunate. I never have really lived without electricity. Yeah. Um, I have never had, uh, it was so unusual here two weeks ago when we got knocked off yesterday USA. We were down for two hours here in Costa Mesa because a tree fell down. So I had to jump out of the Sunday night show. Um but you know, I've never I've never been like somebody who like a hurricane who had to live without hurricane for electricity for 2 3 days I have no idea what that's like. we can help. I know you can.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, that's, uh, but, you know, like you said, every part of the country has its own, its own weather things and which, you know, basically there's not a thing that you can do, you know, about it except wait and hope that you're not the one this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Indeed. Well, I'm just wondering, unless it's just a theory. We all live in different parts of the country, and if we grew up with that particular, um, risk... Do we sort of treat it as nonchalant? In other words, i lived in an earthquake country all my entire life, mm-hmm. I don't think about it.
1: Yeah, it, it's part of your existence, uh-huh. and we don't think intensely about hurricanes unless there's one sitting out there and it's a threat to us.
0: Right.
4: Um, tornadoes, I think, is a different story. Well, and I bet, I bet, how prepared are you for an earthquake? I'm good. Okay, we got. Um, ah, I, I'm glad you are. Yeah,
0: I got. We got food and water in several parts of the house. We got the this equipment to shut everything down. Yeah,
4: that's. You
0: know, uh, we have food in the car.
4: Yeah. Um, really have any any place to really put the stuff, you know, because we, we don't have a car. And so. And
0: we hooked out. We hooked outside. Where to go out? Cause. It just in case all the wires go down, we know sure have mapped out where they're going to land. Right. So we figured out what parts to be safe and...
1: How and, many lawns you can drive on. Yeah.
0: yeah. And by the way, everybody, if you're looking for 20 gallons of drinking water, it's in your top container of your uh, of your toilet.
4: Unless you have one of those low-flow toilets.
0: Ah, uh, well.
4: <laughs> which more and more people... Yeah, they more and more uh, do. ...are getting those. Yeah. We're always told, fill the bathtub. There you go. That's what they used to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Walden, you were talking about uh, Rogers of the Gazette. Yes. How many shows do you think exist in that series?
0: The one and only Patricia have located. Ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, bum, bum. Has located
4: 28. Really?
1: Yes, she has.
4: Oh, okay. And has a, it's, Are you a, willing
1: to earn it?
4: Of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> <I've, yeah. laughs> Sure. I mean, I, I just wondered because because I was the one place I was looking only had one.
1: Ah, no. Nope. And so she found them. She found them, and there are a couple of more available, but uh, they were locked up, and, and oh, yeah. they just didn't. When I say locked up, I mean the the entire site locked it up, and oh, just yeah. a way of. Of getting them down, so but I got most of them. Twenty-eight. be good. Is that how many I said? Yep. 28? You said
0: twenty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and that's a pretty good collection. And and, uh. and and the show and the show didn't run all that long. Maybe about that, about half a year. And that's right. And it's I think it's one of the great, great hitting gyms of all time radio. And. It's good writing uh-huh. you, you recognize the CBS Doc company from uh, Polly bear to uh, to all the great people uh, John Daner has a r- r- role in the show and
4: was Georgia Ellis any relation to her Ellis
0: no uh, she was married to Anthony Ellis the director writer of French Yeman oh
4: okay
0: so that was her husband okay yeah.
1: You mentioned Frontier Gentlemen, and I was going to say as a a parallel in the way the show is developed, I would have put Rogers of the Gazette side-by-side with Frontier Gentlemen Mm -hmm. in that there's there's always a people-oriented problem, and there is a clever way to make the people solve their own problems.
0: Correct. For example one of the fun Christ, uh, Christmas episodes if the city cannot decide what color Christmas tree to make the Christmas tree in the city mm-hmm. and, and they, they finally came up with a solution yeah uh, that's, that's yeah
4: and those are the kinds of shows that, that are interesting because because they're not time related or they're not you know they're, they're not dated right no. they don't change no
1: mm-hmm. all right so here comes your earnings okay right, and forgive me if I asked you this one last week, but it's not answered. So if I did ask you, you still have to come up with the answer. What was the name of the drugstore in Fibber McGee and
4: Molly? No, you didn't ask me, and (laughs) And I don't think I know, actually. Kurt, you know everything. No, I don't. I used to know more, but... (laughs) That's actually really true. There's a lot of stuff that I used to know that I really don't know anymore.
1: You just fucked it out, but you just can't access it. Yeah. yeah.
4: It, it, it's under it's under bad file location.
1: <laughs> right, right. Files for future references. Yes. And
4: I don't know when the future is.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I'll have to tell you about my F drawer one night. My my secretary had an F drawer that covered the entire building. <laughs> Um, so we, we have to uh, cross that one off the
4: list Well yeah I don't think yeah I can't earn it with that one certainly.
1: All right well let's see what I got here because I'm gonna have to go to a different page and that was Walden from last night and we've got Thank you for being patient Christmas trivia let's see what we've got Oh you
4: were while you're looking yeah. mm-hmm. you were asking which Christmas Carol
1: mm-hmm. Yep.
4: And and by the way, Walden, you, that version of uh, I don't know what the name of it is about the, the Christmas bells. Yes. Um, that is actually one of the better versions of that that I've heard.
1: Ah.
4: And um, and I like that song a lot. Yeah. I like I actually like the more serious. Christmas Carol's better, but that one I, I think is really, and I can see where performing it during wartime would be, oh, uh, wow. would be very important. Yeah. So that's the Bing Crosby version that I've heard before. Right. But my favorite Christmas Carol is What Child Is It Is. Oh, that's a and great one. It is almost impossible to find uh, people that perform it more or less complete because in the complete version it actually mentions um the crucifixion in the christmas song that 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 is the reason that christ came to the earth right. it's almost impossible to find someone who has the guts or or has been told that, that that complete you know those complete verses exist
1: how
4: how long would the song be with all it's only one more it, it only adds one more verse Ah, okay. Perform that verse. Wasn't there uh, two
0: different, t- didn't, which child is this, isn't that the Christmas carol that had two different, well, two different titles at one time?
4: Also, well, it was also used as, it's also used called Green Sleeves. it's the same tune. But there was,
1: um there was a Christmas carol that appeared under two, two different, different names. T-
4: yeah, I'm trying to, and I thought. Can't I can't
1: remember which one. So you, you could be right with this one. Yeah.
4: But yeah, if, if, you look up the, if you look up the lyrics
1: mm-hmm.
4: to What Child Is This, most of them will, will um, not sing the part that says, you know, their spears will pierce him through. Wow. Uh, and, I mean, which and they just will not put in that verse. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of skip it. And it's hard to find someone that, that actually does the whole thing
1: probably have to be um, religious-oriented... Or have the... Yeah, sh- I or, don't know. Like
0: or also have the racial sheet music,
1: no, I, Well, a, a music publisher who is...
4: Who has the whole... The words and you know. But like I said, you know, Johnny Mathis does a complete version. hmm And I also heard another interesting song, um, and I can't remember the name of it, um, by Johnny Mathis. It's like um, the... The Angels of the West or something like that, it's a Christmas song, and, and saying if, if, no, I can't remember. I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can find it okay. and, and talk about it next week. Because I heard it last week and it, I kind of stumbled upon it and wasn't in able to record it, so I, I, um.
0: And, you know, and I bet you, if we look at a lot of the songs, there, we, we don't see the full version of a lot of songs. For example, you don't see the full version of White Christmas Sun that often. Uh-huh. So I bet you if we pull out the original version of a lot of songs, Christmas songs, we're not going to see the whole works being used, so... Yeah,
4: that's you know. true. Well, and actually, in some of the surprises, like, like, you know, I mean, the fact that Away in a Manger was written by Martin Luther, I mean, yeah. that's, it's, I mean, obviously, as a, as a kid, or even as, as an adult who, who doesn't really know that much, it's not that surprising. But then when you know more about Martin Luther and the fact that, that in some ways he's he seems kind of unapproachable
1: mm-hmm.
4: because of all the stuff he wrote and stuff, the fact that he wrote away in a manger, then that becomes a big surprise.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Anyway, so did we fill enough time to you for, <laughs> to find your other... Uh... I found one. Okay.
1: I'm, I've been listening. I found one almost right away. Okay. I was so good. I am hot tonight. I'm... Andy Devine,
4: Emily is surprisingly hot and popular tonight. Oh, well, thank you, sir. You've been busy. You've been busy. Uh-huh. I, I think
1: it's because I'm giving away the store tonight.
4: Um, uh, that could be it.
1: Well, actually, you know, I,
4: it it
1: should be in the reverse. I'm waiting for Fred to call back, and <laughs> so he can allow me to redeem myself and give him extra extra shows because he's going to allow me. <laughs> He won the Topper series that I was
4: hoping. Oh, okay. I
1: wasn't. I wasn't. Um, I couldn't participate in the auction, so he wound up getting something that I really would have liked to have had. So I, when he called in tonight, I asked, "Well, when you're finished with it, if I give you the thirty-five dollars plus postage." Could I have them? And he said, sure.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh,
1: so now... That's great. Each week I have to remind him he has to watch some toppers. <laughs> because there are 47 shows in there. Mm. Okay, Andy Devine. Andy Devine appears at a Jack Benny party in the December twenty-fourth, 1944 Christmas show. However, he played a famous role in a Western series. What was his role, Andy
4: Devine? Um. Uh. Actually, I think you asked me this question in a slightly different form before.
0: Yeah, we have We have discovered Patricia's technique.
4: Oh boy! But uh, I think it was was he called Jingles? Yes. Then? Oh, yes. Jingles, very
1: good. He was okay. uh, Wild Bill Hickok's sidekick. You are absolutely right. So you did good.
4: Oh, no, no, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm glad.
1: <laughs> so that means. Uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm keeping a list, a, a running list, and I'm doing so well with this system. I wonder why I haven't done this before. Um, and I just lost you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There we are. Okay. Then um, you know that the clutching hand is off the list unless somebody comes up magically and comes up with the eight parts. Um, City Hospital I have not been able to find.
4: Apparently there's, there are only two out there.
1: Uh, two of City Hospital or Clutching Hands? No, two,
4: two City, um, City Hospital. of City Hospital.
1: Okay, well, I, I, I'll dig around again in my underground holes
4: because up with the most esoteric thing. Well, Max Schmid played one, but he actually said that there were two shows and they had different titles, but it was the same exact show.
1: Ah.
4: It was the one about the the airport.
1: Oh, okay. So the titles are different, but the
4: name of the show remains the same. Right. This is, it said one was the audition and one was a one was you know the show, but it's like it's the one about the airport.
1: Okay. Well, I will go back to my caves and see what I can come up with. So, in your envelope right now, and I think I mailed it. Did you get an envelope from me? This? No. Okay, well then yours is still out there. I, I still have some, and I mailed some. So you've got in your envelope already, because I crossed these out and I know I made them, you've got Ford, uh, Ford Theater, Theater Guild, Candy Matson, and Screen Director's Playhouse.
4: Okay, that's great.
1: Those are coming. So what else can I add? Oh, you wanted um,
4: the um, Rogers of, of the, the Gazette. Gazette. I just have the Gazette. You got it, and you earned it. You had to really squeeze for that. And by the way, um, speaking of something else, Alden, was it was it was Charles Arlington? No, is that what his name? Was he one of the the uh, announcers on? um, uh, Now I can't think of the name of the show. The one that we were talking, that you guys were talking about. Oh, uh, the Scarlet Queen. Oh. Wow. One of the announcers sounds like like uh, an announcer that I heard for years after the show, but now I can't remember what his name was. And I, but, but I know he, I'm pretty sure he was an announcer for one of the radio stations out here, you know, for a yeah, long time. I, and I just couldn't.
0: Yeah, I don't. Definitely a bell with me right at the Okay, well, i right one
4: it was. I don't recognize the name. I don't, yeah, I, I, my memory is probably faulty uh, um, on that on the on the name.
0: It was a. Uh, um it was an it was an interesting show concept. Uh it only ran thirty eight weeks or so. And recently we discovered a lot of the missing episodes.
1: Of what? Scarlet Queen. Oh, 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 okay.
0: And uh try to say Ray Kemper helped write some of these shows he's the sound effects artist the on Gunsmoke.
1: It's amazing the cross cross um, talents that so many of these people had
0: yeah absolutely Gee, yeah. And, uh,
1: well, when i said i don't recognize the name i was going to finish that i had listened to a fair number of yeah. scarlet queens and if they if the announcer gave his
4: name in that no they don't usually And they might not have one, one of the things that i was thinking about because um you know as a blind person we don't see catalog entries a lot, or we didn't used to. Uh-huh. Now, of course, we can, because we can see them, you know, on the screen with Jaws and, and whatever. But one of the things that I really wish that they had done in radio was that they had actually given, you know, titles of the shows. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because, you know, the shadow always had the, the title of the story, you know, the, yeah. and, and I wish they had done that on... On some of these shows like Gunsmoke and stuff, because the title actually was illuminating or you know or interesting yeah. for other reasons. Awesome. And it would have been interesting to know what those shows were called when they were on.
1: Johnny Dollar was one of the few. Um, I think Sam Spade gave.
4: Yeah, he gave yeah, he gave titles. Yes.
1: And that's why, in a way,
0: especially if you go back in the '70s, a lot of us just had to create our own title because so we did not know until. People like Rich, uh, uh, Martin, Graham, and Jim Car, Co- who went start looking at the radio script to see the official titles.
4: Right, and, and I mean Jerry Hendigas is, is famous for his for you know gathering of radio logs. Yep,
0: yeah. and, and k- great story about titles. And you probably know this one. It's a famous Dragnet sh- show. Um, you know how they come up with the title for that series? The big series? Yes. The big series. Something to do with the secretary. What did the secretary? Well, Jack, well, you know, the the secretary. Said, you know, Jack, you need to start putting titles on the, on this on your script. That way, we can find out what these are. And he and he said, oh, will get called the big whatever. And that's when she asked, so she that's when she started to write down the big Kate, the big mm-hmm. the thing. said yep. that I was from Jack to yep. put the big whatever on these Never, things. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: And that was it? We had, were, there was a handful of shows, actually a little bit more than a handful, before they went to the big series. Mm-hmm. There were probably 15 shows maybe that had regular titles or at least they're being circulated mm-hmm. with regular titles. Probably did. And they went to the big series. Yeah,
0: and who knows if they, when did the secretary went in and started filing that mm-hmm. way.
1: Or as has happened, as you say frequently and remind us, that along the way, people just put their own titles on them because they didn't know what they were called, and Correct. they picked something out of the air that seemed to fit.
0: And that's why, in some cases, those of us in the early days, if we thought we got a new show, it was just some collector put a uh-huh. different title on it. So sometimes there would be one episode with three different titles.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. Hold an Agatha Christie on that. Agatha Christie's family repackaged... Only in the covers, between the covers of her books, mm-hmm. they gave them new titles and put them out on the market. And people were thinking they made great discoveries, They're thinking they had read all of the Agatha Christie mysteries there mm-hmm. are available. And indeed, they had, because what they were buying was the same book under a different title. Mm-hmm.
4: Right, and I, I, you know, I think that's. Well, I think that's unconscionable. I agree. I mean, you know, I mean, it, like it's like when Stephen King released his, his uh, lengthened version of The Stand, which was the version that he had actually written be, before they made him cut it, and he says at the beginning of the book, you know, if you're expecting something different, you know, I hope you're looking at this before you buy it, because this is not a different book. This is just, you know, this is just a, a much a longer book because I had to cut this before. And, of course, it made a huge difference because it wasn't a different book, but it was a much more filled-out book as far as characters and stuff like that. At least you knew ahead of time. Right, and I think all these people that are... I mean, the same thing is, is true if you look at musicians. If you look at albums by a given performer... You will find you know twenty six or twenty seven albums and you think, gee, there's a huge amount of material here, and that's not actually true. There' are only maybe only a total of you know fifty seven songs
1: mm-hmm. right on
4: all those different albums because mixing them up, yeah and and of course now you've got it's remastered. And so the remastered albums come out as separate albums. And so it's a whole it's a whole big thing about titles and and all that kind of stuff. uh, I
1: have a question for you. Yes. It has been banging around in my head, and you just mentioned it. What does remastered mean, and what does remixed mean? A remix. You know, they'll they'll come up with something that's defined as a remix. Uh, Usually
4: a a remaster is where um, originally the technology that they used, you know, they got the best sound out of of the, the... you know, the master copies that, that they could get. And if, if it's the anniversary of an album especially, or it's 10 or 15 or 20 years, then they will actually go back in and, and um, re take the, basically the same material and, and use, you know, the better technology that we have and then they call that remasters. We
1: would we would have a master,
4: but the sound quality would have been revised. Yes, that's that is the claim. I have I as far as I know can have never noticed that remastered song sounds albums, especially if they're CDs, usually sound any better than the originals. And unless there, unless there are bonus tracks or whatever, which a lot of times in remastering there are because there were extra songs at the session that didn't get put on albums and stuff, those will go on a remaster and then I would buy a, a remaster. Now, a remix is a totally different thing because in a remix, you take, all the, you take the original parts of the, of the recording, the instrumentation or, or whatever, and you actually remix it and put it together in a slightly different manner. And so remixes can sound different because they're. Um, it's, it is. Um, you the same elements, mm-hmm. but sometimes new accentuated elements that, that you didn't hear before because they were quieter or they were, you know, done differently. That's a totally different thing.
1: Got it. I, it's what chefs would call deconstruction, where they'll look at a, a finished dish and take it apart, you know, mentally take it apart, and have... An entire set of ingredients to put back together again in a different way.
4: That's right, and and so a remix of you know I mean if you like the material then you know then you would listen to it and see well gee do I still like this or does it sound That's you know, cool. like I want it to sound or you know yeah and actually those are pretty rare.
1: It's like rewriting the Scrooge. Yeah. I mean you just don't mess around with success. Oh I just hate it when I see a song listed that I really, really enjoy. And I wind up with somebody who's doing a a performance that just fractures.
4: Or they're they're doing what I call star search performances, you know, with all the high high notes and all the the long, you know, whatever it is that... that, Right, yeah. Well, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to hear the original performance as I originally heard it.
1: Right, that's what made it famous, the original sound, guys. And you hear live performances. Yep. Now they'll take a wonderful song that made them famous, or at least kept them in the forefront, and they'll take it apart and put it back together again in the same sequence. But the sound is horrific.
4: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Aww. I'm not usually so. I usually don't like live. Um, musical stuff for exactly that reason.
1: No, nope. and I've always said studio cuts. Give me studio cuts. Okay. I want to know what the real thing sounds like. Yeah, they're
4: they're much more showy, but they're yeah. but it's it's it's, be, it's it's all it's all air. Uh,
1: I, I guess the word I should have been using was interpretation. Somebody yes. who yeah. do the original will take a song
4: and reinterpret it. Yep. That is actually yeah that's.
1: I don't, I don't
4: wanna. No, no, I, I agree with you. I don't usually like live performances for that reason. Uh. Anyway, well, I've taken up more time than I usually do with you guys, but um, uh, I, it, like I said. Walks
0: in the bell, so don't worry.
4: Okay, well, I, I'll be expecting it. <laughs> and um, so if I, if I have any, okay, so now the next thing, the next time you're, you both are going to be on is next Friday, right? Saturday.
0: Saturday? Saturday. Next Friday, I will be running late. I am going to John Larry's Christmas show. So I will be on probably uh, quarter 11 that night. Frank and I will record early. Patricia and I will be on the 10th. And then I will probably be running late Sunday at Christmas party. So uh, a few minutes late.
4: Well, hope, hopefully, uh, frankly, they'll have their. I mean, I wish they had. They, you know, they ought to have their power back pretty soon. Yeah, they
0: got. They had about three hours on when we did, when we recorded a spot on Friday, but it was out for three days. So awful. That's no fun.
4: No, no fun at all. Well, keep up the work, guys. And why, by the way, what is your delay today, Walden? My delay? Yeah, how much? How much time? Do you know what, what the delay is running?
0: Uh, uh-uh, I have not. Uh, the only way I could really tell when we, when that person called in, it seemed like we were about 10 seconds away. Yeah,
4: it, it seems about that now. Yeah.
0: Um, it got. I noticed, typically it comes time 30 minutes. I remember in the old days when we used to have dial-up. It could be two minutes.
1: Oh, my gosh, I, I got nailed for 10 and 15 minutes occasionally. Yeah. So I'd I'd disconnect and hang up and start all over again. It was dreadful. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: yeah. uh, I usually run 10 seconds behind, sometimes 12 seconds, because as soon as I turn on iTunes, it runs for 2 seconds. It rebuffers for about 8 seconds, Times 10 seconds. So I'm at least 10 seconds, sometimes 12 or 14.
0: Yeah, and that's amazing because just for people's sake how this
1: works.
4: going to be able to call in and talk to him because you're so far behind the actual, um, uh-huh. and you can't actually call in because you don't know when to call in. Right. So, you know.
1: Keep your finger on redial, like. Yeah, oh yeah. Like you're doing for a contest. Right. Seventeenth caller will win the prize. You mm-hmm. Right,
4: that's right. Well, keep up the w- good work, guys, and um, I shall talk to you next week. All
1: right. We're calling.
4: Okay, okay, talk to you later. Bye.
0: 17, is it 17 after the hour? It is 13 after, 13 after the hour. Whatever the hour it might be, you're your time
1: zone. Yes. That's where we are. Well, you're just hopping right in there with the broadcast people. We always get how many minutes after the hour, and I sit there and say, what hour, what hour, <laughs> what hour is it? If I knew, I don't care about the minutes. Yeah, well,
0: so. it's 4.13 4, where she's at, 1.13 where i at. Who knows where you are? Because you haven't called us, let us know. So if you call, let me know at 714-545-2071, then I can tell you what the time is for you, if you care.
1: I forgot to tell Kurt, let me pull this up, don't go away. I forgot to tell Kurt that one of our listeners who has not called... Ed, and I don't know where you are, Ed, but I do thank you. Every Little Crook and Nanny is the book that uh, Kurt was talking about mm-hmm. last week when right. we were talking about, where did, you asked, where did Nook and Cranny come from? Right. And he called in and said, Every Crook and Nanny, Every mm-hmm. Little Crook and Nanny is the name of the book. And Ed sent a link to Amazon and found it. And it's listed as a two-act comedy about nice old ladies and a bank heist <laughs> though it sounds like fun but every little every little crook and nanny um uh, and, and it's a play i don't know, i don't know how physically it's set up see larger image. Uh, share your customer publisher see there's uh, there's um no sample page up there so i can't tell you how it's laid out but anyway thank you ed for sending that and i hope you call in one night That is our Every Little Crook and Nanny. Thank you, Kurt, for giving us a high sign on that. That was fun. Gosh, I wish I had that (laughs) title. It's been a piece of my work. (laughs) Is that good? We haven't talked about the General Mills Investors Club.
0: I guess we'll have to wait. Hello there. You're on the air. On the air. You are on the air. on the air. Now, do I need to tell you what time zone you're in? i sure now. Let's see. Let's see. You're two hours behind or three now?
3: Hour
0: two. You're two, you only two? Yeah. yeah. And you're still awake? I,
3: well,
0: barely. Barely. I well, am. I mean, don't you feel guilty that it's only 11-14 where you are and you're half asleep and Patricia five hours five later is still bright-eyed and bushy Tail?
3: And you know what? The Pony Express arrived.
0: Oh, good! The Pony it... Express
3: arrived. Right. And I went. I, I, I had to play a job till 10:30 my time, <laughs> um, which is like 12:30 your time. And so I just got home and I checked the mail and the Pony Express came and it's a good thing that I left a bunch of um a, ba- um, a bushel a barrel whatever oats? of uh, oats
0: a bus- I- bushel and a pack.
3: There you go. I love
0: you. I p- love a bushel in the back. Yeah.
3: And uh, so the, the uh, horse got fed, and everybody's happy, and I'm happy, and she sent me Junior Miss. All right.
1: Oh, why? right did you find it? I, I don't remember. I you know I've got these different sites that I visit, and they're kind of underground, and uh, so on one of them I've I found some listed.
3: Did you get uh, soil by going underground?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm growing moss on me.
3: <laughs> well, so well I am a happy camper. I'm so glad, and I was so pleased when I. I'm, I and I got the information—all the three volumes of information—please. Uh huh. And I think you duplicated it, Bob. Made two copies of, but anyway, I don't know. I go check it out. But hey, it's great. I'm a happy camper.
1: Hey, oh, wow. I don't know if you plugged it in yet, but it might be that information. Please wound up on two CDs because it was a very large file. Ah. So I think it's probably volume one and volume two, and I. I'm
3: right, here, right. Right. Here
1: it, so uh, I don't think I duplicated it. I do that occasionally, but I think that one just had a lot of shows.
3: But I'm a happy camper. I found
1: Paul Harvey.
3: Yeah, that's another one. I, you know, um, when I lived in Los Angeles um, in uh, 1964, I was I was really impressed with Paul Harvey. And Walden, how old was he when he finally
0: passed away. I think he was like 92.
3: Right, but was he on the air almost?
0: Yes, yes he was. He was, he was there. Like, he was on the week, week before his passing.
1: Oh my goodness, I did not know that. I, I thought he was ill for a while. He,
0: he, he was. He did it for six months, about five years ago. He lost his voice. Oh. And they had pictures, and he got his voice back. And he was still on the air, I think, a week before his death. Wow. And, you know, he used to talk about his wife. Angel. You remember, he always referred to as Angel. No. He, he passed away like two years before he was still doing the show. And he would get up at four in the morning to, he would type up his own scripts. Uh-huh. And he was still working outside of Chicago. And
3: but now well, we
0: know the rest of the story. The thing is, you know, he really, he was stationed on in Hawaii at, and He had to go home, they they called him back a week before the attack, and uh, he was stationed in Hawaii for over a year, but he had to go home like around December 1st of 41, so it's amazing that uh, his career expanded from the 30s in Oklahoma radio, and when he passed away, maybe three years ago, you know, that's a long... ABC, right? Wasn't he on ABC? Yep. That's a long run.
3: Oh, he's an amazing yeah.
0: individual. Yeah. That's just just one of a kind. He I mean, he 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 his newscast. His newscast was just I was, um, so pleased. Um, I was listening to the morning cast. I remember the morning was just five minutes long and then at noon he would do a fifteen minute uh when my uncle was gonna be named the commanding general of the Far East, Paul Harvey mentioned it on the broadcast. So I made sure I got home to record it, to, and so I just sent that for my uncle's 76th birthday party. He haven't, he's never heard it in 25 years. Ago. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I found the well, tape. Hold on to that
1: for 25 years. Uh huh. And didn't share
0: it. He asked me when I was visiting him in Hawaii. He said, "Oh yeah, my not bring it with me." He didn't
1: send it either.
0: But, but <laughs> I, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm caught red-handed. <laughs> Got wall in the corner. right hand, well, I couldn't really find it until I started to go through labeling all my tapes. Uh huh. So then I sort of knew where it was. Okay, well,
1: you're forgiven. You're forgiven. <laughs> I don't know. Had you, had you ever heard Jazz Revisited?
0: No, I
3: don't
1: think so. Um, That's that's in your envelope. I, think I know,
3: I know, I know. Yeah. i got to listen to that.
1: Let's take three
3: minutes of out of Patricia's time. Have you can So wait. Let's take three minutes out of Patricia's time to tell you all that what an upset it was. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Houston. Yep. And you know what? The mountain no, not the mountain. Conference USA. Yep. Because of Houston's loss. Yep. Lost $17 million.
0: I know. I'm
3: going to make a BCS
0: bowl. I probably, boy, they'll get it. Hey, you know what? No, you were, you were hot topic tonight at 9 o'clock because people was wondering about Hawaii uh, football and I had announced that they lost tonight. They so. lost?
4: And you
3: know what happened? No. We don't get to go to the Sergeant Hawaii Bowl because. We didn't win seven games.
0: And oh no!
3: Yeah, this was very important. We, if we won, we were made the ball. but we didn't win. BYU just stomped on us, and uh, that was it. That was it. You no, know, you know what? It's really sad. Yeah. You know, this is this is a human interest. You know, this year. We really got a lot of injuries on the defensive and offensive line. But you know what? The coach has one more year on his contract. And everybody's thinking they might let him go. Pay him off and let him go. Because...
0: Are you going to apply for the job?
3: (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll let you be the assistant. (laughs) And we'll let Patricia just
0: we can play Blind Man Bluff, we can teach him that game.
3: They you know, they could never figure out how come I, when they used to play Pin the Donkey's tail, mm-hmm. and they spun me round and round and round. I, 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 I knew exactly where I was. I would count how many times I got spun, <laughs> and <laughs> i kind of knew where the thing was. And I, they even tried to blindfold me, just out there, my
0: I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, a tough cookie when we played musical chairs. Oh yeah? Because I have a pretty big butt, so I'd make <laughs> sure I make sure I always just swing it to knock somebody out of my chair, so. There you go.
3: Yeah. There you go. hmm But anyway, so, you, I mean, that was a major upset when Houston lost, you know.
0: Yeah.
3: And the quarterback probably lost his chances for BCS, you know. I mean, yeah. Um, true. Heisman, Heisman, Heisman.
0: The Heisman Trophy. Well, next we get the Heisman vote. So we'll, and we, we do have Army play Navy next Saturday.
3: That's right. Yeah. And uh, so I think Andrew Luck is still in the in the running.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the running back from Alabama might be running, but I think Luck will have a shot.
3: And at the beginning, LSU was losing ten to seven. But boy, did they take over.
0: They <laughs> sure did. Sure did.
3: They stomped all over Georgia. Yeah,
1: know. that's true.
3: Okay, now wake up, Patricia, we're done.
1: I'm here. <laughs> I'm whimpering, but oh. it's okay. Uh, Don't worry about me. I'll be fine.
3: I tell you, I couldn't wait to, to call Walden and talk sports a little bit. <laughs> you know, I know, I knew up to then nobody really talked
2: sports. Well, so, you know,
0: you mean, you mean Gail doesn't talk sports?
3: She went, oh. That's another thing. I had two free tickets to go to the game today.
1: Yeah.
3: And uh, but I, I couldn't go because I had a previous engagement. And they were so disappointed I couldn't go, but Gail and my daughter went.
0: Are they a sports fan?
3: Oh, my wife is, she likes volleyball, actually. Uh, but she went to the football game with my daughter. Uh. Who me? I run a fifty yard line and I didn't get to go.
0: Oh no. Wait a minute. You didn't you didn't give Gail three easy lessons how to play the piano and that way she could have played the gig?
3: My gig, yeah. But 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 see receiving Patricia's mail got me all stoked and happy. <laughs> it made up for him.
1: Well, I was really stoked about the Jazz Revisited, because it sounds like it was set up similar to the one-night-stand mm-hmm. with, with... Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll be interested in hearing how... But, you know... Jazz is not my thing, so I didn't really listen to it. I just kind of checked the sound. I thing. just... Seriously, I love jazz, and I like you know you do.
3: I, oh, I really like jazz. I, like I was
1: pleased when I found that. I thought, ooh, I have a home for this one.
3: <laughs> Thank you, and it'll be a good home. And I've got some
1: There's no and place like home. You take home. care of the pony. You take care of the shows. you I'm so sure, excited by
3: finding Junior Miss. I mean,
0: she, you know. So are you? Are you back walking on your normal schedule oh. here, or you doing one a while? These are Christmas
3: jobs. Yeah. These are Christmas jobs, and Christmas time musicians. Um, did a lot of, but you know, because of my. Um, Hospital visit a month ago. I have turned down several because I don't want to um, push myself. And definitely, I'm not going to work on Christmas Eve. I'm not taking any jobs because I said, no. I got to listen to my two friends. What two friends? Never mind. You don't. You're not interested in all these. So I'm not going to work. I don't want to work.
1: So. Well, and spend that? time with us instead. Yeah, I was. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah.
3: And we won't even talk sports then, because well, Hawaii I. Has a certain ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Both tell fibs. I know you're going to do it.
3: Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah,
1: in my heart, I know you're fibbing. You just want me to feel better.
3: <laughs> well, I'm glad that, you know, there's a, that Walden has, and I, Common aside from old old radio shows, he loves sports. Man. That's right. But you're amazing, Walter. You you collect games way from way back when, man.
0: Oh yeah. I'm a history freak. There's no doubt about that. Anybody who uh, knows me, that's my thing. So I I uh, I um I gave Roy Gaffin 1700 tapes to, to transfer at the beginning. <laughs> a lot of those sports broadcasts which I've recorded over the last 30 years, so... We'll get those in circulation, too. Huh. Patricia can offer all the sports broadcasts. How are
3: they coming along? Um, They're
0: making great progress! We're doing two tapes a day.
3: That's a lot I, that's of work. That's a lot of work. Because you're to do real time, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: yep. Good grief. Yep. I have friends that love me.
1: That man is short of sleep.
0: There's no doubt about it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank goodness he got a job he can work from home.
1: He's right. got you and oh.
0: it. Uh-huh. Wow. I have but Ron, I'm in such a I'm just I'm such a cottage industry. I have people working full time in different departments. Patricia works full time just for me for the show. Lori <laughs> dubbing tape for me. Gary dubbing I got mom and dad working full time. Good thing I don't retire. Nobody else would have no nothing else to do. You're
1: a corporate magnet. <laughs> Good grief. Well, no. you know, people, you, you understand, Ron, people wouldn't have anything to do, but we also wouldn't be taking a cut in salary if we <laughs> didn't work. Um, <laughs>
3: you ever hear a, a radio show? I mean, I know, on, on Suspense. There's a Christmas radio show on Suspense. It's called...
0: It was the night before Christmas. Yes. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, December 21,
0: 1953. Do you hear it? With have Greer Garson and... Uh,
3: it's a real interesting story. Um, I mean, when you have a chance, listen to it.
1: You know, I never used to listen to suspense, and I'm actually growing fond of it. The stories are really good.
3: But this Groove Gosselin one is really, really interesting.
1: Okay, so I have to go back and pick that one first.
3: Yeah, listen to it.
1: Okay, I will do that. What is your favorite Christmas carol or Christmas song? Um,
3: you know what, I really liked the song. When I was just a youngster, Christmas meant one thing, you know, she is before the Christ child. Uh, that one.
1: And that's why there's a Christmas Day, you know. I don't
0: know that one. Walden, have you ever heard that Yeah, one? I think it was a country song, wasn't it? Is the Florida Show.
3: Yeah, <laughs> they, they,
0: they, 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 see, they, ah, take the,
3: for
0: the, for they the, they the, they the letters of the alphabet so they have a story by, before each alphabet. Uh, for.
1: no, I never heard that one. Song. All
0: right,
1: that's a song. Now, what about a Christmas carol? Carol?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, well, because... Because um, my keyboard can play harp and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh-huh. I-, I like silent night.
1: Oh yes. All right. You can do it in so many different instrumental sounds. Do
3: it for you, Christmas
1: Eve. What's the and hardest Christmas? Don't you do
0: that for us on Christmas Eve? Harp, What's the hardest on? Christmas song to play? Huh? What's the hardest one to play? Is there something that really?
1: Hallelujah chorus. Ah, ah, why is that difficult?
3: Because there's so much notes. That's why I told him I cannot play the ho- Hollywood chorus. Why? is it? I cannot handle, anyway.
1: <laughs> Did you just say, I cannot handle it? Uh-huh. I just said, handle it. Uh-huh. Oh, Ron, that was good. Uh-huh. That was good. Well, you've got so many different levels of, th- they're actually choruses that are all going at the same time. Yep, that's right. So
3: that's the way you would have to... Anyway, anyway, um, what's on the agenda for tomorrow night, Walter? We're
1: gonna start
0: looking back a little bit of, uh, 70 years ago. You know, the beginning of World War II. So we're gonna start off uh, Saturday night, December the 6th we're gonna start with Truth and Consequences and we'll get to play some of the shows show later that week, so... Hey,
3: um, what's the, um, What's yesterday's Yesterday USA
0: Marathon on the 17th? What, yeah, that's the is... 17th, uh-huh, that's Saturday, the it's 17th. Saturday. They're gonna start, I guess, at 6 in the morning West Coast time, so that would be 4 in the morning for you.
4: Okay.
0: 4 in the morning until 1 o'clock. You, then you can take a nap. Then you can stay up with Patricia and I. Okay, Patricia comes on at 12.30. 4 in the morning kill. 1. 1 in the afternoon. Yep. Then you can take a nap.
3: That's, um...
0: That's, what, 9 till, what is it? Well, it's eight, 9 Eastern it's till eight. 6. So we do it. they just let Patricia sleep in to enjoy that, yeah. but you have Usually to
1: get don't up. don't get started until about 10. I know. Um, it takes them a while.
3: What are they going to do? I mean, they're just going play
1: Christmas stories or what? Yeah, I think they're what they're on. doing... They play Christmas stories and some Christmas shows and some Christmas music and...
0: Stuff like that there. Yeah, they record the they record the Saturday night show and see what is being done and they <laughs> copy that. They
1: they copycat. People are <laughs> copycatting us, Ron.
0: You are very funny. Well,
3: You're kidding. <laughs> before I doze okay. off on you guys,
1: we're getting copycatted, Ron. Do you care?
3: I do. Uh, we, we we should we we nobody can copycat. Oh, by the way, did you email? Um, um, emailed, um,
0: Tim I called her, and so she'll do it. So she's been sick all week. She felt like she had a food. So she will, uh, she will, she will mail, she will figure this all out and she'll mail it. I told her, look at the boxes that I mailed to her. And she'll mail you it free free mail for the blinds for you. I really felt
3: sorry for her. She, I mean, she, she wasn't feeling well.
0: Nope.
3: And then she had to put, and then, and then, uh... You know, Bill Bragg went on a trip Yep. and she was left holding the bag. I know. And it was, with her headaches and stuff, I give her a lot of credit and then,
4: oh
0: boy. She's a major part of the reason why the station's on the air. She, she held a lot of administrative, she picks out the tape, she puts the tape together.
4: And,
3: and Patricia donated this, stuff. what do you call this thing that you donate, out? too many radio shows on a, on a...
0: a play, the CD player?
3: No, oh,
1: it's on a... Oh, the play. flash drive. Oh, the flash drive, yeah.
3: Don't yeah. well.
1: I, I filled it up with radio shows. Yeah.
3: What, I 570 or
1: something? Yeah, well, it depended on how big and how long the shows were. Some of them were an hour, some mm-hmm. of them were half-hour, so I can fit more half-hour shows on than the hour shows. People but whatever ho- I could fit on the flash drives went with the flash
0: drives. People were betting $40 a piece for those things. They, was- they, they, they
3: loved it. Oh, yeah. Who loved it? Say that again. People loved it. They, they were all excited. It. Wow. Oh, these flash drive things. You know?
0: Patricia was a one-person army. She helped fund Yesterday USA by her effort practically. And then also, oh.
3: how many CDs did you send for people like, that said, oh, I want to donate in my nation? No? You said, yes, okay, okay, what do you want to donate? <laughs> sure, let's
1: see, there's three, six, I'll bet there were two dozen. Yeah! Ten, eleven. I
0: thought it was over thirty. There are a whole lot of stuff
3: you know I take pictures you you're one special animal Yeah. Oh,
1: thank you She's animal
3: I'm sorry but you are because'm a critter my, my wife is saying
1: why does she do
3: it why is she so generous She said, never mind that <laughs> so
1: Uh, Yep, I can't ever. And it makes you smile, and you call and say, "Oh, Uh, look what you found!" And it makes me happy to hear that.
3: Oh, she she read me what what you said. I got all excited.
1: Oh, good.
3: I can hardly wait. So, um, Walton, you you got a good find.
0: I I have a wonderful. partner here. She is hey, Patricia. She Allen. is she she I don't know what I would do without her. I'm a keeper. You are. Oh
1: good. I'm not uh, scared. thank you guys. You really are. I
3: mean you may not like sports but
1: we can't. <laughs> You're like you know you
0: know last last Sunday well, when I, told, I think when I called Patricia on Tuesday, Ron I said, have you noticed that this new game on the show? And Patricia said yes. Pick on Patricia, I and mean, we've been, been—we've <laughs> only seen the family's been picking on her the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Pick on Patricia.
1: Yes, you've been picking on me. You, make- <laughs> you know, Malden, Yeah. My-,
3: my mother told me, always respect your elders, okay? Uh-huh. And, and Patricia's 78, I mean, you know, you, you can't push her around. I,
1: mean, I know, geez. I know. Yeah, boy. I know cat can't push me around, and no. it's
3: 79. And, and, geez, I remember this, I can't forget this call She it says, it's, she doesn't sound like she's 78. <laughs> oh, she couldn't be, she doesn't sound. She, oh, yeah, it was so funny. We really, when we, we, we found an age, we really put Patricia into a, a different category. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, somebody asked me, what is this 78 thing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll explain it. That's how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) That
3: was so funny. Oh, well. Anyway, I'll let you guys go. uh, We'll be listening to you next week. All
1: right, Ron. Thank you. And
3: I'll be listening to Jazz Revisited.
1: Great. It sounds like you're feeling better. I'm very happy.
3: Junior Miss.
1: Junior Miss. Miss.
3: We'll talk to you later. Aloha.
1: Thanks, Ron. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Aloha.
1: Yep, I still got my
0: Santa hat on, and I got the lights flashing throughout the show. We're doing good here.
1: Wow, well, it wasn't a huge number of junior Miss. It was, uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know, there really all that many out there. Maybe though. ten? Yeah, that's amazing. Well,
1: so I was really happy. I didn't think there were anywhere, and yeah. I just happened on them, you know? i I crawl around the caves. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I hit a jackpot, so that one was a jackpot. That one made me smile.
0: You do so good for so many people.
1: Oh, yeah. Fred, I'm
4: sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll add stuff to your season. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, that's good. I'll take this one. And then. <laughs> oh, that's what you guys getting. Especially to Patricia.
0: <laughs> Especially after Patricia wheeled and deal for a, a, a copy of cut topper, since he wasn't gonna give any more I know. Stuff. I know, I'm so chintzy. But you know what? He sends me on the worst mission. Well remember he always sent you on one of this year and you refuse to look at it until after Valentine's Day. He Say wants you again? To, remember, he wants you to start looking for Easter shows. Oh ooh. I just since know I you just, are I just know a few.
1: Fred, you are Outright cruel.
0: I can, sing you a, I can give you a couple of recommendations, but there's not that many Easter well, shows. Well, I
1: know I've got one with Phil Harris and Alice Faye, Too Many Bunnies.
0: Okay, and, there, and there, then there, I can hear it where they try to go to the Sunrise Service. But oh,
1: right, I've got that one.
0: And then there, then there's two great girls where you were already uh, sing, singing right. when they crucified my Lord. I and don't
1: think I ever heard an... Oh, wait, yes, I did. There is an Easter show for Fibber McGee and Molly.
0: I don't remember it though.
1: And now I have to find it. And
0: then, and then a couple of jackpennies—they go on the Easter parade. Okay. And that's about all I know. And then a few... it wasn't
1: for Fibber. It was not an overtly uh-huh. Easter. But Molly was buying a dress or, you know, something was going on because of oh, bot- Easter.
0: Oh, bonnet. Maybe an Easter or some bonnet or some hat or something. Yeah,
1: well, the hat was what Zipper bought for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the fruit and the Oh, she... man, that poor woman. She, and she even threw it under the bus. Uh-huh. And still got it. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been pretty awful. Oh. Oh, that was, that was a good show. That was a good show. And he yeah. ran after it. Oh, Molly, I really,
0: re- Molly, Molly, Molly. Here's what I say say for ya.
1: I rescued it, I rescued it. Poor Molly, oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> well, I have some good... You'll have to wait. Hello there, you're on the air.
4: Yeah, Family Theater had a few.
1: Okay, that's oh, a good, okay.
4: They had The Passion of the Christ that they ran almost every year, and okay. I'm not sure if they had others or not, but they're a good place to check.
0: That'd be a good one to look, too.
1: Thank you for a heads up on that. Yep.
0: Yeah.
4: And I I can't think of any others either.
1: Okay, now I have a mission for you. Yeah. Because I'm sending you family theater, right?
4: Well, no, you gave it to the auction. Yes.
1: Oh, never mind. (laughs) I was going to make you go through the list and give me the dates so I could get them, and never mind that you're right that went to the auction. Okay, well next time, um, or or, or, or or
0: or Patricia. What? You can send it to him, and we can have him look them up.
1: I was just going to say, next time you call and answer a question, would you please ask for Family Theater?
4: Well, yeah. The only problem is, I don't know how many you gave out, but but in that entire series, there are approximately 600 and some shows.
0: so she, she gave out 398.
4: Okay. Well, then she gave out a lot of them.
0: If I well, c- you have all this free time, Kurt.
4: If I can find if I can find a log, then
0: sure, he got my he got a log.
1: Well, you know, Easter is one of those things that you can narrow down to about two months, March and True. April. True. So it's not like you have to go through 12 months.
4: Yeah, if I can find a, if I can go up and find a log.
1: Yeah, Joey, got it.
4: I'll, I'll take a look. Okay, that would help. Thank you. Yep, I'll see what I can do. Give me a head start. Okay.
1: Thanks, Kurt. <laughs> All right.
0: Bye. Chief Fred, we're already working on your stuff ahead of schedule. Oh,
1: boy, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm... I'm losing some of my homework. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fred, I'm really sorry. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, we have not had a new caller in a very long time. Well, you know, we had them when
0: you and I were pinch hitting for a whole two weeks. Uh We picked up three in one night or something, but it's been a while. It's been a while since... Um, I guess do we need to have Bill and Mike go back on another vacation? That way we take over the show and pick up new listeners? I don't know. Just take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. We,
1: yeah. Uh, we'll do yeah. The war of the worlds on our terms. If you're a new caller, please
0: uh-huh. give us a call. We can, we'll... We, just we'll, we'll, for being new. Just for being new. You don't have to
1: answer anything. Anything to, except say hi. Yes. Hi, I'm a new caller. And yes. we'd love to hear from you. And, and I haven't made dots on my map. Boy, this was a good idea to send me back to my office, Walden. My map is hanging up on the bulletin board.
0: I guess we're going to have to make two copies of the map. One for the one for the office and one for the living room.
1: But then I'll have dots on different maps, Well, I have to remember to take it with me, that's all, Yeah. Oil focus. if you've relegated me to the office, I'll be here anyway. Uh, oh. Well,
0: I don't know if I like having you, I, I prefer you to be in your comfortable bedroom setting, slash office, slash living room, slash kitchen, which is pretty much all the same compound.
1: Slash space. Yes. <laughs>
0: Just
1: wherever, where, you know, I really have to get that stuff out of the living room anyway, so. You sure? Yeah, this is good. You're not
0: going to let me feel guilty about moving you? No. I'll save it for a really important <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, you're on the air. This is Yesterday USA?
5: Hello there. Hello, oh.
0: Nolan Kenner. How's
5: everybody? We're doing Nolan. good. Great.
1: Loan, how are
5: you? I am just wonderful.
1: We have missed you so much.
5: Well, I miss you too. Oh, good.
1: Well, now that we got that over with, <laughs> really, are, are you doing? How is Sally?
5: Not as good. We're just trucking along for two old seniors.
0: Now, what's old? Oh, well, what is old? No, I mean you're not. You're not ninety or hundred.
5: No, not quite. Yeah. <laughs> so. Some days I feel like it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well. I think you have to have two zeros after a number in order to qualify for the word old. There you go. Two zeros, not mm-hmm. one. What have you been up to?
0: I think he's getting ready to play something.
1: Oh, I hope so. writers? Oh, hillbilly heaven.
5: I feel like that's uh, where I'm going to be with where you're going to talk. <laughs>
1: Hillbilly Heaven. Is that what you're playing?
5: No, Cowboy Heaven.
1: Oh. Well, one one did Hillbilly Heaven and one did Cowboy Heaven, and they were almost identical. Yes,
5: yeah, they, they are. They very much so. Here's, here's a little bit of it. ...and the old high noon singing cowboy entry. There's a few names that you may or may not remember. Oh, gosh. Do we hear them? Hang on. Can, can, the you, one?
0: can you turn them up, Nolan?
5: Yes, I'll... I'll.
0: Okay. S- I got you wide open, so I need you to boost up the b- the volume there.
5: Me the me, there you go. There's a few names that you may or may not remember. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that better? Yeah, Perfect.
0: Yeah. you bet. Hey,
5: great. Well, yeah, I had that album out, looking through it, and uh, old Roy on there. And yeah. A lot, lot of memories.
1: I- now,
0: tech Ritter Re- had a version, and Roy Reiser had one. Did Anybody else have versions of that? Not that I know of.
5: Uh-huh. Tex Rudder, of course, was with the country singers and disc jockeys, and uh, then this one with the cowboys. Hmm. That's that the only two I know. I remember.
1: And they, they shared the same names. There were, there were slight differences because one was done earlier than the other. So there were a couple who died before the second version came out. But it, it surprised me that they were almost the same presentation how did they do that and why did they do that how come how come
5: i well, do no, i guess the, whoever had the original song had the rights to it and uh, to the music yeah. and then they worked something out i guess
1: i don't know with all the songs in the whole wide world wouldn't you think that two cowboys would pick a different song to sing
5: well no i think oh i'm sorry i'm having trouble with this my, my monitor the, um, the 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 difference was the names of the people that passed away. As you said, um, I, I guess it made sense for them to do it that way.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I I hadn't thought about it that way. It would have been a respectful thing to do for the ones who died in between the two songs. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I feel better.
5: And, they, and Tex Ritter did a nice thing. He would, if you were a DJ in those days, he would put your name in there on the on the book. And uh, Dub it
0: in. Oh wow!
1: Oh my gosh!
5: That would make quite a souvenir, wouldn't it?
1: It certainly would. Make sure it. Make sure it got played. Yeah, but you know, I mean, there, he'd be in with
0: dead people. Well, I think the story is, I, I dreamed that I went to heaven.
1: Yeah, and all of the dead people were there. Uh huh. And he, he saw. Who did he see?
0: He he saw he saw my name at the bottom of the bo- of the uh, of the book, you know.
1: Yeah. So. So, so he really was in hillbilly heaven. He didn't dream it. A
5: oh boy, heaven, where, whichever.
1: Yeah. know what I'm talking about. Of course not.
5: <laughs> Incidentally, I bought the flash drive.
1: Oh, you bought one of them? There were four of them there.
5: Yeah, I bought one of them.
1: When did you get? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was one with, with uh, Westerns.
5: I, I think uh, that's the one I got. Yeah, it had Westerns.
1: Okay, it's got uh, Frontier Gentlemen and Have Gun Will Travel, and I think it had five of them on it. So that's good. You're a cowboy kid.
5: And and what is the Jimmy Stewart one? Oh,
1: the Six Shooter. Six Shooter,
5: Shooter. I think someone mentioned that, too. I
1: did, the whole series of, the, the whole run of Six Shooter is on there. Very good. Yeah, it's good stuff. They were good shows. They were I called them grown-up westerns because they were not the juvenile side. They really were for adults.
5: What else is new?
1: I don't have anything new. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> you know, I mean, both of us are in Florida, so you know what the weather is. Um, I waved to you and yelled, and you didn't hear me. Mm. Um... Walden, what's going on out in California that
0: we need to tell him? Uh, well, we're just hunkering down for a, for more wind to send you guys away in three or four days. So we're going to get wind from Sunday through Tuesday. And I'm just busy being here, there, and everywhere. So uh, I put Patricia to work. She's looking for guests to be on our, on our shows over the next three to four weeks. So poor thing. Going to have to work through the holidays but somehow she'll do
1: it
5: sure you getting any rain over there in
1: in california or in my my coast
5: you're part of the coast
1: no i haven't seen any at all
5: looking pretty grim over here
1: the little lake is getting lower and the ducks are clamoring for more
5: well, I, I got um, over here by the sliding glass door and so you can hear Ah.
1: Is that what it was? I'm sorry? Uh, did you go to the slide? Is it raining now? Yes. I, I heard this shushing sound. It was the rain. Yes? I guess so. Did you open the door?
5: Yes, yeah, it's sliding glass door out on the patio and it really hammers down on that.
0: Yep, we heard it. We heard it. That was pretty strong.
1: Gee willikers. That, that'll keep you awake. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Boy, would you be a good sound effect, man.
0: You got any leaks in the roof, no
5: one? We don't need the lightning, but we can sure use the water.
0: Oh, I love lightning.
1: I'll take
0: that. Sure take no water but lightning.
1: Yeah, you can keep the water. I'll have the thunder and lightning.
0: Patricia's a firework kid. She likes to see the big thing Oh,
1: perform. boy. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nope. I have my little um, gizmo, my little widgets open, and it looks like Wednesday we might get some sprinkles, but that's it. Hmm. You got our stuff.
5: You were once talking about sound effects, and I was just playing around with the records.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Do you have any sound effects recordings?
5: Uh, I do, yes.
1: Oh, what do you have? I have rain. Huh?
5: and thunder and animals and things of that nature.
1: That thunder. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Good stuff. That's pretty good stuff there. Oh man, you could... Close. You could share.
5: Really lit up the room.
1: You could, oh yeah, I'll bet. You could share. It sounded close. Are, are you okay with your equipment? Maybe not.
0: I think he created that one.
1: I think he left.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Uh Are
1: are you okay? You You, you know, I mean, lightning and equipment and phones are not.
5: There's nothing but equipment, Patricia. There's no lightning.
0: Outside? Oh, that. Oh! oh. Keep me all right, Patricia.
5: I'm going to have to move back indoors.
1: I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> what, Walden? He got me again. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Whiz. You you uh-huh. have any recordings of the old-time radio sound effects? You know, with the coconut on the, on the sawdust to make horses clip-clops, that kind of stuff?
5: I, 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 there's quite a variety on this record that, I, or the CD that I have here. Great. Most of that stuff, if it was done mechanically, wasn't recorded. It was, uh, you know, separately. I've never seen it that way. For example, a door opening or, or uh, slamming or that sort of thing. it really was a door.
1: Ah, um, okay. And, and that's on the CD.
5: Uh, some of that, yeah. I, let's see. I lost the jewel case here. I don't ha- have the uh, index handy. We can kind of play with it once a It Had some animals on it, I believe, and some other, it's in uh, nature sounds and then also in uh, human sounds. Huh? Can openers and things.
1: Well, when it's time for the envelope to come back, would you put that in it? What, now? When it's time for the envelope to make its return trip, would you put that in it?
5: Sure, yeah, I'll make you a copy.
1: Did the envelope arrives.
5: It did, yes, and thank you. That Fibber McGee and Molly assortment is really fascinating.
1: It's got some other stuff in there too. Oh yeah. yeah. I I did. I don't remember what it was. Um.
5: <laughs> you have the complete Fibber McGee episode of the television show, which I had never seen before. I did that. Uh huh. And then you, had, you gave me the comic book.
1: Oh 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 yeah yeah yeah.
5: Page by page.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. That, I forgot that I had put that in there. How cool is that? Oh yes, there it is. Fibber Special Shows on your list. And the PSAs, The Golden Age of Radio, and The Whistler. I found those high-quality shows. I hope they're as good And uh, Behind the Mic. That's yes.
5: Yes, they're all good quality. I've, I've sampled all of them, and I watched all the Fibber Meets and listened to all those. And comic book. I never,
1: I didn't know they had a comic book. A one issue only, and it was part of a series that that particular. I can't recall the name of the company. It, It was unusual. It wasn't like the American comic book company. They put together a series of radio stars, and each star had a single. Issue. So what you've got in front of you is the only Fibber McGee and Molly comic book that went out. It's not like a sample of a series. It's the only one that ever went out. So it, it, that's kind of fun to have.
5: That was a pilot, uh, I guess, for the TV show, which was rather, uh, rather bad, but now we know why it didn't sell. I'm uh, sort of going TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch that? I
1: didn't. I didn't even know it was in there. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got it.
5: All kinds of goodies in there.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that's cool.
5: Appreciate it. I, um, I haven't had much luck duplicating uh, CDs that have little tiny cuts. I'll do what I can, but I, I, I'm not sure I can do that. I'll get it to you one way or another. Or I'll just send it to you and you can copy it, maybe
1: whatever you know and even just pieces if you can get pieces on there that would be great Uh, i have no sound effects at all and they are such fun to listen to um, and especially the ones that were created by hand and ears and items like the slamming door it just is fascinating to me and one night we're going to have well, then, we can do this one night. We're going to have a sound effects person on for an interview, and I'm just so delighted with that.
5: Oh, great, yeah. Those guys are the unsung heroes.
1: Agree. Uh, the Kingsman did a song about the sound effects man. That was the name of the song, the sound effects man. And it, the song was fun. It was bubbly and uh, fast moving, but it was very complimentary that things just didn't work without the sound effects man.
5: They did the, the closet in Fibber McGee, they got a bigger laugh because the audience was actually seeing how the sound was put together. So it always got a, a big, uh, big laugh.
1: Uh-huh. There were a couple of ways that they did that. I, I think two ways. Walden, you can help me with this. The first one, they let the things roll down a set of stairs. And the second time, it was in a tumbler that turned. Am I on target with that, Walton? Well, I
0: did not know. I, I just knew that they had it stacked up on a stir stepper kind of thing, uh-huh. and they would knock it. It would the Santa. It would knock them one rail at a time, and it had different sizes on the. And then they they always. And then to designate the um the the closet thing was uh-huh. over to Fibonacci, they the Santa guy would ring a bell. So she always heard a in out of the way he, he let February know he was done.
1: Uh-huh. It was just a little tinkle. I didn't uh-huh. know that that was the reason. Yeah. I just thought it was part of the shtick, but mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, from what I read, and I, I'm, boy, I'm making homework for myself. I should go back and do this again. But the material that I read about the creation of the show in the studio was that tumbling things down the stairs did not always work because they didn't always fall at the at the correct rate uh-huh. or they didn't make it to the bottom of the stairs make it was just too much left to chance mm-hmm. so when they put everything in this big tumbler that they rotated all of the things would just crash together and when the tumbler stopped then he would tinkle the bell and that would be the end of the closet mess and that seemed to work very well because they didn't lose pieces they didn't fall off the Theirs. They, you know, they could control how fast things were tumbling and crashing into each other, and the tumbler itself made made a wonderful sound.
5: Let I me. Mean, I, There's something I need, and it's out of reach. I'm gonna uh, walk away here a second, I'll be back.
1: Okay. Hey. No, no, because we'll miss you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can I can do one really quick happy, and then we can finish the the rest of the material. But. There was a silent film made um, in the early part of this year. And I thought that was pretty cool to know about. It was called The Artist, and it was a submission at the Cannes Film Festival I, yeah. in France.
0: It's being shown in New York, because Michael Beale just saw it last weekend.
1: Okay, well, I was going to ask about that, because it was supposed to come to the States in New York. Yeah. And that's kind of unusual, because a Cannes film doesn't usually make the rounds. But this one apparently was very, very good. Did he see it? Yes. Did he talk he, about how good it was?
0: Yes. He people who were sound buff at him would they feel um as it met, met the standards of the old ones in the twenties and he felt it did.
1: hmm
0: And it, it basically it's sort of it's sort of a transition for people who try and break into sound into sound. And
1: it was uh, the the lead actor was coming face-to-face with the with the fact that sound was arriving, right. and he was going to have to make some decisions. But I read a bunch of reviews today. I was just so delighted that I came across this, and I don't even know why. You know, I don't know what I was looking for when I found this. It was one of my lightning splinters. You start out in in Brooklyn and you wind up in Chicago (laughs) (laughs) on the searches. But the reviews were very, very complimentary. The CBS review said like...
5: Sorry, I'm back. There you go. No one.
1: All right. What did you go get for us?
5: I was going to start a fire here in the uh, studio. Okay. What that is?
0: Isn't that fire or uh, burning
5: wood? Oh, it's cellophane. Ah!
0: Mm-hmm.
5: That was one of the mechanical sound effects that used.
1: Fling fire, sure. Yeah. yeah. How did you find a piece of crinkly cellophane, or is that on the recording?
5: No, it's, it's in my hands. It was on uh, an album. And I saw it over there and I couldn't reach it. and. So that's what I, where, I, where I went. I hadn't rehearsed this. You almost feel the heat.
1: Everything was plastic, hmm?
5: Y- yes, uh-huh, just plastic. Uh, cellophane from a cellophane uh, wrap from an album, I guess. I, I really don't know where it came from. That's how messy my room is.
1: Here. Um, when you unwrap a CD, every once in a while, you'll get something that crinkles. But, you know, they're heat shrink-wrapped, so it's unusual to get something that makes noise, but I guess the cheap ones <laughs> use cheap materials. So, what else have you got in your storehouse?
5: Well, I look around the room, I don't see anything. I don't have any pistols I can set off or shoot. But I have a piece somewhere that, uh, if you do your sound effects tonight, I'll try to find, in an interview with Fred Foy, he describes the sound effects room and how some of the things were done.
1: Super, super, super. I found an article by Jack French that was published in the Washington, what's the name of the uh, radio group?
0: The Metro Area Washington Club, All Time Radio Club.
1: Okay, all right, that's good. And I found the article written by Jack French about sound effects, and he writes long articles. So I had to stick with it and I got to the good stuff. He, he talked about sound effects in general and the effects that it had on the shows and when you got a good sound effects person, what a difference it made. And then towards the latter part of the article, he talked about the items that were used to make particular sounds. And I keep dragging that article around with me. <laughs> One night I'm going to get to the list that he put together. I was surprised that it was quite short because Jack, of course, is, you know, a walking dictionary of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a fair, a fair list and it'll be fun to go through. But Nolan's going to do it first.
5: <laughs> we have a little, um, we got a little write up in that Washington newsletter years ago. Well, not too many years ago. It was in, uh, let see, it would have been in uh, early 2000, but apparently one of the, the fellows that is in that club is, uh, I don't know if it's the one that writes the column or the person you were just talking about. I'll try to find it and send it to you, Walden, because you'll know the names uh-huh. of, of these people. You're familiar with that club, are you not? Right,
0: I am. I am, yes.
5: But we were doing this kids' show and a children's show in Germany, and uh, it was... So he brought it up as being uh, akin to old time radio, what we were doing, some Bob and Ray and some other sources that we borrowed from, (laughs) but it was very complimentary, and then he called me on the phone, and uh, I sent him a copy, and they apparently played a portion of it at one of the meetings. I didn't hear the result of that, but it was uh, rather nice. Oh,
1: that's fun. Is that the captain one?
5: That's it, Uh uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I think the people up in Seattle reps used it because I think somebody was saying, "Oh, that's the all-time radio show," and so so yeah, I, I, I was a few years ago, but yeah. That, that
5: style cool. of Big John Sparky and yep. Gilligan's yep. Island. And we hadn't even seen Gilligan's Island uh, when we put it together mm-hmm. because this was before television in Germany. It was strictly radio in those days in the '60s, and then uh, somebody came over were today to AFN and they said oh you're doing Gilligan's Island we're doing what? <laughs> we had the captain the pirate stranded on an island with his professor Oh gee Different ways to get back to uh-huh. civilization You know it's a, a retired uh, pirate
1: You know it's a great idea when somebody has done it and you didn't know about
5: it Right That's re- re- very true I guess We took it that way anyway
1: And that's right to teach in writing when people would get so upset well I had this great idea and I I'd picked up a magazine and it's in the magazine already and my answer was that proves it was a great idea and you've certainly got the capacity to think of more than one idea but uh, become confident and comfortable that you really were on track
5: hmm. Great Minds work in the same mm-hmm. or whatever that uh, saying is like. I guess it wasn't a saying, it was something I made up also, I don't know.
1: And you, you made it up, and the idea had, it, it was flying in a different medium, so you'd done good.
5: We were doing five a week, and, and we would sometimes really get stuck for a storyline. And we would, uh, I guess, I found that I was inspired by listening to sound effects records. And we dropped a the needle on a few of them, and uh, then maybe an idea would be built around the sound effect that we found. Uh-huh. Like it, it maybe telephones um, was one I know we did. We, we, we uh, the captain wanted to call his girlfriend and Thurman made up a telephone to, to do that. And of course it cost him a, bullet, a balloon and he was fussing about that. And uh, then they made contact. Then of course the upshot of the whole thing is how in the world did he make a telephone to call off the island? Why don't they call for help? But uh, none of the children asked that question. We just had something different every day
1: well you know children have such a wonderful capacity for suspending um reality and and they'll go to the magical and fantasy world so wonderfully that you can play with them and they'll play along with you it's, it's just such great fun and the older they get the more skeptical they get and it it kinda strips some of the fun out for them. But you know, kids are like me. Stupid. <laughs> Not stupid, naive. We just walk in and say, Did you really do that?
5: Childlike, that's the best way to say that.
1: Yeah, they they just you know, it's like Clarabelle. Clarabelle was very real to them and he couldn't talk and they understood when he honked his horn what he was saying.
5: One day the captain was going to, uh, he told Thurman he was going to a uh, beach sale, like a yard sale. Uh-huh. And Thurman is saying, there's no such thing, you're wasting your time. And then he leaves and the, Thurman's talking to himself, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard of. And then we play an episode of The Lone Ranger and we come back and he's still fussing about the captain wasting his time. And then you hear this car horn blow.
1: Uh-huh.
5: Well, we're on an island, he's found a car at an auction on the beach. All this comes together, and Thurman still hadn't got on, his, and doesn't know how he did it, and we never explained it. He <laughs> just go into the theme at that point. Oh,
1: that's that's fun. I was.
5: Silly stuff we did.
1: Go ahead.
5: I said that was just some of the silly stuff we did. And,
1: and it was great, silly stuff. You played one of the shows one night for us. Um, you managed to rescue some of them. And it was such great fun, and I hope you'll do it again. We talked about you doing another one for us.
5: Sure, we'd be glad to if you'll uh, go along with this. We did it on two levels, not intentionally in the beginning, but we started working little end jokes in that the children wouldn't understand, but the the, uh, adults would. And we got a a write-up in the Stars and Stripes. They gave us a complete uh, weekend edition and wrote wrote how the show was put together and how it it was unscripted, and we just worked off each other. And Jim was from Detroit, Michigan, and of course I'm from the south, and we had a good uh, way of bouncing things off each other.
1: Indeed. One one night, quite a while ago, we talked about the possibility of having Thurman and the captain come together for an interview on the air. You think that's still-
5: Yes, uh, unfortunately Jim passed away.
1: Oh my God.
5: Yeah, he was uh, quite young, and it wasn't long until we both got back to the States that uh, first he lost his wife to cancer, and then the cancer got him.
1: Mm. Oh, Nolan, I am so sorry, I misunderstood. But I think you,
0: didn't you say the producer was still around, right?
5: Yes, we, we could call him into play.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, thank you. I, I, I thought we had talked about getting somebody mm-hmm. together, and I thought it was the captain. Well, I am so sorry, Nolan.
0: No, with the producer, yeah. Sure, we can bring the producer and no one together.
5: He was was quite a guy, and he was uh, very big in Detroit radio. He did very well after the the Army. I went to Miami, and he went to uh, Detroit, where he was from. That was his home area. But the odd thing was, the ironic thing was, that the, the captain wanted to get back to the States and go to Miami. Well, it turns out that sermon went to miami and got a job wow it was not planned at all uh-huh. but the opportunity came to audition for this uh, summer job down there and they, they apparently the guy i was replacing resigned during the two weeks and they, i was like the man who came to dinner i just stayed for two years
1: <laughs> that was a great a great performance the man who came to dinner yeah very good so i understand what you're saying <laughs> It just aim and stayed put fortuitous yes i like that word that's a good word
5: i got that from wc fields i think
1: really oh it's always been one of my favorite words it is one fortuitous yeah it was i i've used that for years i didn't know wc fields used it he see it was great ideas again i thought i had it first
5: i think so many things have happened that were that way in my career, if you call it that. Things that just kind of fell into place, or I was at the right place at the right time. stuff. Yeah, there's uh, so many of those. It's uh, scary.
1: I know. I know. You know, one of the spooky things was um, Ron in, in Hawaii sent an email the other day and asked if I had any Clyde Beatty shows. And until the day before, I had no idea Clyde Beatty show even existed, and I had come across just 24 hours before he asked for the first time in my life, I came across a set of Clyde Beatty shows, and I was just so pleased that I could say yes, I can send them. But you talk about kismet and fun stuff, you know, to just casually come across this thing the day before somebody asked for it for the first time. Did you know a Clyde Beatty show existed?
5: Right. I got some uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, recently too. I haven't listened to them yet, but I, I often wonder if they. That-